How do you measure yourself with other golfers? By height. It's a very, very special honor. I'm Paula Creamer, and you're listening to Golf Talk Live. Well, we're waiting. Hi, this is Martin Cove, a.k.a. John Kreese from Cobra Kai, and you're listening to Golf Talk Live. And welcome to another edition of the 19th Hall, brought to you by Golf Talk Live. I am Alan DePue, your co-host for our virtual roundtable discussion over a beverage. Jameson is my usually my choice, as it is again this evening. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, and I'm happy to say, Christian DeZamus, no longer on assignment, <laughs> joining us once again at the table. Christian, welcome back. Welcome back. Baby is right. And love to be back. Can't wait. I'm excited. Andrew DePew also joining us. What's going on, guys? And Tony Leodora on assignment because he is the traveling golfer. And boys, what's our beverage choice this evening? Anybody, anybody got anything? Yeah, whiskey straight on the rocks. You know, after that Q's win today, you know, you got to celebrate. So, yeah. So, how's your brackets looking? Not terrible, terrible. but, but I don't really care how my bracket looks anymore. You know, all I care about is how far Q's goes. So, yeah, my, not my bracket shot. I was very quickly in dead last off the first day because the upsets in the south and I think the east were not my, uh, calling and I got roasted in our group chat, but uh, now I'm not sitting in dead last anymore. And the so-called perfect bracket is long gone by the top reigning player at the top of the day one. So it's uh it's not any much better than Christians at this point, but yeah, mine, mine got, mine got blown up. <laughs> North Texas kind of did that one in for me. And God bless North, North Texas. They played well. Uh, there's a lot of things. I saw a stat, and obviously we talk golf mainly, but uh, I saw a stat, four teams for the first time over the seed of 13 moving on to the round of 32. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take us off the show notes right out of the gate because that's, that's what I do. And let's talk a little bit about it. I have a theory, and I just we were discussing this the other night. I want to pose it to you guys. Can't wait for this. I believe it's because of COVID and teams are on playing games, off games, not playing, not playing only within their conference a little bit. And no one really got the whole feel. The big, the big name clubs that would, would gel over time. I mean, like Villanova here locally, there was, there was periods where they were off for 10 days because somebody got COVID on the team and what have you. That's, that's my theory. Why you guess that plus the depth of college basketball now, but I just think it's creating a, uh, I don't want to say rusty, but they just, a lot of teams didn't have a chance to gel. And, and I'll even go further and then I'll shut up. I think the NHL is going to have the same situation playing only within their pods. That you're going to have teams like the Maple Leafs are playing so well right now. And they will have not seen Pittsburgh or they will not have seen whoever until we get to the, to the finals. So there you go. Um, I think there's a lot of injuries that went down. Uh, Villanova's star went down. There's a lot of teams uh, that didn't even get a chance to play. VCU literally had to back out of the tournament because of COVID. I mean, it's the world we live in. It's the world that we unfortunately have to be a part of. And unfortunately, then the breaks is the way that a lot of people say it at this point. Yep. So, um, 
it, it's I like it. I'd rather have some school like uh, North Texas or Abilene Christian um, making the making you know a, a run rather than Duke basketball that we see every single year. So I I don't, I, I agree. I think it sounds like in a way we we agree. Christian, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think the NCAA with the whole COVID testing protocol and, you know, they're keeping tracers on the kids and stuff like that. I think they're handling it very well. And it's unfortunate what happened. Obviously, VCU, because, you know, VCU is one of those teams, just like a Loyola Chicago, where they come in the tournament and they always play well. Right. So um, it's unfortunate to see it, you know, but at the end of the day, again, I'm all about the upsets come March. So the higher the seed that goes farther, the better, because I love seeing that because we don't typically watch those guys a lot. So. I, I agree. I love it. Absolutely love it. And, you know, unusual play, bad play, whatever the case may be. I mean, let's segue back into golf and Ricky Fowler. <laughs> See what I did there, Andrew? That's, yeah. That's a pretty, uh, pretty good segue to uh, bad T play because that means. Hey, Tied for 65th, tied for 65th, made the cut this week. Way to go, Rick. You know, Christian, this is your boy. It. I mean, we gotta we gotta hear your thoughts on the Nick Faldo comments and all the the back and forth that's been going on. Well, wait a minute. He did move up one spot today, though. Just want to say that. Yeah, he's second to last, but you know, it's all right. You know, Ricky's going through something right now. I don't know if it's something is and mentally or if it's actually his golf swing or or what's going on, but I really hope that he can fix it soon just because I can speak on behalf of a majority of golf fans that we would love to see Ricky Fowler back, you know, near the top of the leaderboard and hopefully winning again soon. But, you know, for those who didn't know, obviously Nick Faldo said a kind of a, it was, it was kind of a shot comment towards Ricky, you know, it was kind of a little jab towards him. Um, you know, I'll, I'll read the comment to you guys. I would love to get your feedback on it. And then I'll say mine as well. Um, you know, Fowler just recently took a cheap shot at Ricky, you know, saying that, you know, good news and quote, good news is if he misses the masters, he can shoot another six commercials next week. Took that shot at Ricky. Ricky was very open about it when he was talking about it this past week at the Honda classic, you know, basically was saying that, you know, I, I rather not work, you know, obviously during the week um, of the masters, he would love to be there and play and contend hopefully. But, you know, again, I'd love to hear you guys' feedback on it. I'll, I'll, I can say mine first, and then we can go off of that if you guys want. Or, Well, I'll, 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 first of all, I think Ricky's response to the press was phenomenal. He goes, well, I got great sponsors, so I like making commercials for him. Right. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd love to hear your feedback. I mean, obviously, again, we, we give you we give you the, probably the most amount of crap since Ricky's your guy almost every week like JT's mine. So I'd love to hear your feedback. And then I got – I got a couple of good, uh, in my opinion, thoughts and points, but uh, I'll let you at least start it off. Um, my my first initial thought was, thank God somebody said it to Ricky. Um, I'm happy Nick Falbo said it to him personally. Um, I think it was a great comment, and I don't think that Nick Falbo should have apologized for it personally, just because Ricky's been playing like crap. I mean, I hope that Ricky, if that was in Ricky's shoes, I would print that comment out. I'd put it somewhere where I can see it every day. And I would, that would be a, a motivating factor for me to, to, to practice harder, to practice better and to, to hopefully win more tournaments. So I love the comment personally. I think that that should be a driving factor for Ricky moving forward. I think you're right on all accounts. The only one that I find 
my, my added point to that would be the irony of Nick Faldo talking about making co- commercials when he's out making literally probably the most commercials right now out of any of the Yeah, but Nick Faldo's not playing. He's retired. Faldo's career's over. Yeah, it's not like Faldo's competing. So you know, that's two ways. That's that's well. Here's here's my here's my take on this: is yes, Faldo's career is over. However, if I'm a professional, I'm looking beyond my playing career and setting myself up like Ricky has. Ricky is a personality that for years to come, even beyond his golfing career will be sought after to make appearances, to be on commercials because of that. So yes, would I mean, the, any competitor would love to be obviously in the top of their game all the time, but I don't see it as, as so much of a bad thing that he wants to find a sponsor that's good to him and do a commercial. If it's taking away from his game, maybe I cut back on it, obviously. But don't – I mean, every every pro has to do that nowadays. So why why is it any different? You know, what? like you do it, he does it, JT does it, DJ does it. I mean, everybody does it. So what's the, what's the difference is that Ricky's just not playing well. I, I mean, the difference is – obviously, I'm going to go back to what your – I mean, your comment, but um... – you know, you could say the same thing about somebody who was super well liked and still is, but you know, again, you could say the 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 same thing about Smiley Kaufman when he was back on tour. You know, Smiley was a very well liked guy, but again, Smiley was doing a lot of stuff off the golf course and whatnot. Now Smiley's doing a lot of commercials now. Smiley's not playing anymore when it comes to tour. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like it's just I I just hope that Ricky looks at that comment and realizes that he needs to step it up. At the end of the day, he knows where he he knows where he he is, and he's fallen dramatically down the world rankings. I mean, dramatically to where he once was. You know, I don't know. I just hope that he can get back to where he was. At the end of the day, I, I think at the end of the day, the the long story short of this whole process is Ricky needs to get practicing. More importantly than anything else, his putting needs practicing. Which brings me to a great segue in the fact that perfect practice is the per- perfect people to get them there. Because if it works for world number one and it works for guys like myself, it clearly can work for Ricky Fowler. So that being said, obviously, we don't talk about perfect practice putting mats only because they are a great friend of the show, but because they truly do work. These mats are the real deal. If you're looking to get better at putting right now, they work, like I said, for the world number one player in the world, and they will work for you, too. They come in three main sizes, all the way from their compact edition up to their full XL version that stretches out to 15 feet when fully extended. If you're looking to get your practice in now, obviously we're coming up on the golf seasons. Now is the best time to do it. Use our code GTL15. Again, that's code GTL15 for 15% off your mat today. And again, if they're good enough for world number one, I can't emphasize this enough. World number one, Dustin Johnson, getting better. Clearly, they're going to help you too. So, definitely need to, to give you know big shout out where it's due. But uh, there was some other importance, um, maybe not to the level of the tour, but for us here at Golf Talk Live, there was some other important things going on. Dad, would you like to share with the listening audience? Importance. We're talking a tour championship, gentlemen. <laughs> We're talking practice. No, we ain't talking <laughs> practice. <laughs> we talking. 
We talk in the Golf Talk Live Winter Tournament Series Tour Championship Finale held this uh, held on Saturday at Play Around Golf Ardmore, their Ardmore store. And we had a great turnout. The prize table, I've, I've talked about it a couple of times on air. We were opening the vault and the prize table, you saw it on our Instagram page. We actually had a perfect practice putting mat out there as a, as a, a potential prize. We had uh, rounds of golf from Ravensclaw Golf Club here in the Philadelphia area. We had golf from the uh, Twisted Dune, from uh, Links of Brigantine. We had Kent Wool socks. We had uh, Copper Tech golf gloves. Gentlemen, we had prizes, a plethora of prizes, a cornucopia. Of select. I mean, it didn't look. It looked like you had to stretch it out across three tables, and you stuck it all on one. So I don't know how you you figured out the the jigsaw puzzle of fitting. I it all I, I split table, the but... difference. I actually used two. Okay. I okay. actually used two, and at the end of the day, as it should be, and we've talked about this before. At the end of the day, you want great competition. You want it to come down to it. We had a three way tie. Oh, wow. Three way tie for the top three spots. And as they consistently have done all season long, Don Rowe, Rick Hammonds, shout out to both of you guys. They shot a net 28. It went back to the third playoff hole in the match of cards where they carded a net one. And we played it on the, uh, the we played the Ryder Cup format at Kiowa. So the Kiowa golf course, Kiowa, which was amazing and huge shout out to our friends down at play around golf, Steve Graves, Steve Graves, Jr. And, uh, Andy Knapp, who, uh, who was on the works there as well and participates in the league every year. Can't do it without those guys. It was just so much fun. If you are in the Philadelphia market and you would like to, uh, uh, participate next year, we usually kick it off around November. And we'd run it through March and prizes. And who knows, guys, maybe we'll do it up in the Rochester and Syracuse market. We'll find, we'll partner up with somebody up there um, I hope so. next, next season. But uh, again, Don, Rick, congratulations. And uh, they're heading not to Disney world. <laughs> <laughs> did not, did not shoot that commercial, okay. but they are going to, <laughs> they are going down. to, Mer they are going to Myrtle beach for the world handicap amateur championship in in august and uh that's a great grand prize and uh I, I wish them well there well i definitely wish them well we will look forward to hearing about their experience down there because as you ranted and raved it is a phenomenal time but uh i don't know about you guys uh, i'm i'm excited for the great weather that's been coming i finally get to go to a golf course and uh, actually hit a golf ball outside. I know that uh, down in the Philadelphia market, you've been able to do it for at least a little bit. But have you gotten out to any courses recently? Well, guys, we're recording this as this is for our Monday release. We're recording uh, late Sunday night. And the reason we're recording late Sunday night is, my God, I'm tired. We had a long weekend at the golf course this week. We, uh, I think we had over 250, 260 rounds today. Uh, a lot of activity, a lot of people. Spring is here. Range was range was packed. Junior clinics were taking place. Uh, it was it was great to great to see it again. And so probably about, in about what another month for you guys before you'll get to actually see grass and get out to play. 
No, it's it was sixty degrees out today. I have balls. I, I have balls today. I wow. we I got we got the driving range. I got a I got a round this Saturday morning ready to go, so that way I can be able to try to figure out somewhat of a golf game. Well, nine holes. I won't say it around, but anyway. Yeah, real, real, really, uh, really active. Uh, got a great forecast for this coming week up here again in Philly, and uh, I'm sure all the golf courses will be packed. And I'm sure one of the places that we'll be seeing a lot of people simply because it's one of the top golf courses in the Philadelphia market. And that is our good friends over at Bella Vista. We're going to take a step away and for a word from them. When it comes to great golf in Philadelphia's western suburbs, the conversation always turns to Bella Vista Golf Course. This must-play facility, designed by Jim Blaukovich, is known for its great layout and even greater conditions. It's also home to La Masseria, an elegant facility for weddings, banquets, and private parties. For more information, go to bellavistagc.com. And don't forget their sister courses, Mainland Golf Course in Harleysville and Morgan Hill in Easton. And we're back, Christian, Bella Vista. It's on the list when you come down. So let's go. Put the clubs in the I car. Know, I know. I got it. I'm still, you know, working on a swing a little bit. But, you know, we'll get there eventually. So well, maybe after see, a few rounds, I'll come down. I'm just happy. I'm just happy both of you guys let it slide by that the, the video of me trying to hit a shot in the simulator. Neither one of you mentioned it on. Oh, I didn't let it slide, but I was just waiting for the right time. I mean, it was a little iffy there. All right, you know, your swing looks a little on, you know, not in tune. I would say is the right, it's the correct well, verbiage for that one. It, I'm, you I know was, what? It, I mean, I'm not even going to talk about the swing. I was just going to more so talk about the yardage. We were talking about you poking yeah. it to 225. I don't even think you hit 200 on the yeah. On I, got, the simulator, I, think I, I think I got so. it out to 210. <laughs> so hey, uh, that's that's as far as Andrew hits his driver. So must have been a, must have been a breeze on the 18th at Kiowa when Andy was filming that. That must have been the problem. Is that what we're going with? Okay, that's what right. exactly what I'm. That's exactly. I think what I I'm saw a fly with. 189 on the simulator. You so. know how hard it. You know how hard it is to work the club around my belly anymore. Gotta <laughs> gotta get into gotta get into shape before the golf season. I'm, I'm gotta get on to. the walking grind. Gotta. Yeah. I mean. We did uh, another two miles. I'm having a big bowl of ice cream. Well, I mean, you can do that. I, I, I think I did five miles the last couple of days. So we're, we're oh, good. Oh, dear God. Can't do that. Yeah, I'll stick to my bell peppers, fruits and vegetables, you know, all that good stuff. Hey, I'm down like 12 pounds right now, so I'm not really complaining. All right. Is this turning so, into a weight loss podcast rather than a golf podcast? No, I'm just saying. It, it's, a support, it's a support group. It's, oh, it's yeah, exactly. Group. You know what's gonna happen when we all get together and play golf? We're gonna live feed it on Facebook, and we're gonna do an actual live tournament for all of our viewers, so we can see who actually wins. Well, I'll tell you that would be us. that would be definitely interesting. Speaking though, going back because your segueing is just on point today. Is if anyone needed a support group, it was the guys on tour that had to play that bear trap this weekend because. Don't know how much of the actual golf tournament you guys got to see, especially the bear trap, but it was uh, it was no joke with the wind that was out there. It was it was pretty bad. It was pretty painful to watch some of the swings and some of the locations that the guys ended up. And I mean, congrats to uh, the champion, uh, Mr. Jones, there. And uh, you know, I, I I'm I'm pretty amazed that he was able to do what he did shooting 12 under at that course with that wind that that's pretty impressive in my mind 
Matt Jones for everybody that's paying. Right. Matt Jones, Mr. Jones. Okay. Yeah. The, I mean, the bear trap, we talked about it uh, on Thursday, Andrew, the bear trap did rear its ugly head. 17 is just 17 to me is brutal. I mean, it really oh. is. You know, Especially when you put that pin front left, like, oh my God, it's awful. I mean, seriously, everybody talk. obviously everybody talks about a couple of weeks ago, talking about 17 at Bonavedra, but I mean, uh, 17 at, at, at the Honda, that may be as bad. I mean, you start that stretch with 15, 15 is not a joke either. I mean, 15, 16, I mean, geez, that's, <laughs> that's arguably one of the hardest stretches in golf to, to play even. I mean, think about it. You got to hit a really solid iron on 15. 14 is no joke either. I'll even throw a 14 in there for your second shot. When they tuck that pin on the far right, that's that's the wind's up. That's not that's not an easy shot. I mean, that's just tough. I would think the only other one that could probably compare to that is the Copperhead course in the Snake Pit. I mean that that that's just. The, the, the pin locations that they can put, the wind that could be out there, there's so many things that could go into play that could just derail a golfer's chances of winning a tournament and winning it very quickly. And, you know, it, it, it's, it, it always seems to do what we don't want it to, but it's only because, like you guys mentioned, it is such a tough place to be able to be successful that it, it – it, and unfortunately comes up year after year. That's why it's known on tour is what it is. So, yeah. And I mean, obviously hats off to Matt Jones. I mean, he never really got, you know, out of his own game plan. I mean, obviously not leading after the second round, Aaron Wise coming in and just playing phenomenally the second round. And now Aaron Wise had a really bad weekend, you know, but that's what the bear trap can do to you. And I mean, just, just really just solid game plan all around. And, you know, you can just see the the emotion in him after he won. I mean, it's been a long road since he's won his last tournament, obviously. Seven, and, uh, seven years? Is that correct? I think it's been seven years, yeah. yeah. But, again, it just goes to show you, uh, golf can come and go. You know what I mean? I mean, you could see guys that shoot 61, like Smiley Kaufman, and we haven't heard of that name in arguably five years now, four or five years. You know what I mean? Dude, you're, you're like you're like just trying to uh, project your Ricky Fowler-isms over onto poor Smiley. Smiley, if you'd like to come on and defend, I, hey, I mean, I'm sorry. I, wow, I mean, just twice in one show you busted <laughs> on Smiley. Come on, let's get, hey, let's I, let's stay let's stay on point here. Matt Jones shoots 61. I mean, there were some low numbers here. Uh, Hagee shoots 62 in the second round. Um, Aaron Wise, who you mentioned, I mean, wow, 64, 64, and then everybody just. And it all, it all came down to the third round. Everybody hit the skids in the third round, yep. your boy Ricky included, except for Matt Jones. Yeah. 69, takes back control, and largely just had it on, I don't want to say cruise control today, but it was going to be hard to be beaten today. Nobody, he, nobody challenged him. Yeah. I mean, nobody. he, he, looked, could, he played even golf today. Yeah, she's shoot, 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 no, shot 68. Oh, 68, right. Excuse he, me. he looked – Calm, cool, collected. Like other guys were, were fighting. I mean, it looked like they were struggling, like they were battling. He was just steady, Eddie. I mean, I, I remember, um, what was I believe it was was it the second or third round? Why is the the one that stood out to me was he was on the par four tenth, 
he hits it into the bunker and then four putts from 25 feet. I, I literally felt like personally attached to that moment after watching him four putt from 25 feet. So, you know, it, it, it was, it was steady Eddie. His nerves were calm, cool, collected. And the only reason I don't know if he actually does. So we're going to have to see if we can get some behind the scenes footage, but it had to have been only because of our good friends over at Yips. Obviously we can't bring up calming your nerves on the golf course without bringing them up. They are the official CBD and herbal supplement of the golf talk live and 19th hole and the world's first full spectrum CBD supplement. They have figured out a way to create a product that has a zero loss of degradation and plant strain profile which is known as the Lacey effect. There are no toxins, additives, or chemicals like other CBD brands and is created with all organic, non-GMO, and gluten-free ingredients. So if you're looking to get a hold of this phenomenal product, be sure to use our code GTL10. Again, that is GTL10 for 10% off today and start being able to see the great benefits of that product. So have to give them the shout out because... He was, he reminded me very much of what uh, some of the great benefits they can provide. I could not uh, have said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to, I do have to point out something. I want to point out, Christian, you, you obviously were on assignment. I, I brought up a point last week uh, on, excuse me, on Thursday, Marcelo Rosa. And Marcel, I'm going to shout out again once you're welcome to come on, join us. He was the low qualifier, got into the Honda this week. He shoots a course record at Banyan K despite making double on 15. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So then he, he, gets in, he gets in the tournament and he, he ran into a little bit of a rough patch. He was four over after four, finished first round in 77, shoots 77, 69, misses the cut, but you know, kudos again to him. I'm, I'm, I'm following him now. He's going to be my guy. I'm going to, he, I'm going to, I'm going to follow him. And the reason I'm following is he tweeted back to us. That's so. incredible. That's a, that is a hell of a round of golf right there. That is a hell of a round of golf. Oh I'd, I'd love to shoot the course record and make double. I think that my best round ever was 67. I think I had, I had a double in there too. And I was on a par five of all things. And uh, I called my parents after I shot that round and they didn't, they thought I was lying. My, my, my dad joked me, he's like, first thing out of his mouth, he goes, oh, you shot 67 on nine holes? I was like, thanks, dad. <laughs> I think a fun the, little uh, comment. I, I, I uh, thankfully had him being able to watch. You were on the back patio of the 18th green when I was able to sink my first ever putt for an under par round, which was kind of cool. Actually, I thought that was your first sub-70, right? 16, shot 16 that day? Sub-70, but uh, first, that was the first true under par round where I, and I, and I you know, something that I, I'm, I'm glad we kind of brought up, I'm curious your guys' thoughts, and this will be kind of obviously where we're, we're winding down as we've obviously gone on and on over the tournaments, but what's your guys' thoughts? Because I've always, I've always thought that when you break par for the first time it's always it's not like oh i broke it by one shot it's i usually broke it by like four or five shots is that is that a thing that any or anybody else noticed or is it just me well the first the first time the first time i've ever broke i ever broke par i was probably 
I think I was 16. I didn't, I mean, I didn't take up the game until I was 13. So I think I was 16, maybe 17 when I broke par. And I, I knew for, I knew my number. I knew where I was at. And I came down the 16th hole, grew up in Fauquier Springs down in Virginia. And it's a, you got to hit a perfectly positioned tee shot to stay up on this camelback hill. And it happens to stay up there. And I drill a three iron to like a foot, which was a really good shot back then don't have that shot anymore and uh easy easy 17's easy 18 hard tee shot thereafter but i knew i knew where i stood at that point sitting at, at and i actually the par 71 so i shot 69 it's the first time i ever broke broke par so um i don't know but i was going to tell you <laughs> i was going to tell you my my lowest round christian is 63 oh yeah i knew about yeah you were telling me that one time yeah, 63, but I did that while going out to give someone a playing lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. And the you truth know. is, it, truth is, it was a really good looking girl. I wasn't always the physical specimen you see before you now. I actually, <laughs> and I shot 63, somewhere around about the fifth, sixth hole. I was like, you know what? I owe you an extra lesson. <laughs> I'm going sea turtle low. <laughs> You know, there's certain things that, uh, as as your son, I, I I need to hear, and certain things I I don't need to hear, and that that was that was one of them. I'll be honest. <laughs> no, I I just I think like it was four under, and I'm coming down, and it was it wasn't a it wasn't a hard course, but it definitely demanded some accuracy. But uh, you when you have finally the opportunity to break it it's usually not like at part 72 shoot 71 it's usually i'm shooting 70 69 68 because you just played that well that you don't have those mistakes that cost you at the end so anyway we we ramble on but uh as we finish up here another rousing 19th hole and another great round of the 19th hole we obviously bring up our closing thoughts as we look ahead to our Thursday show where we look at a week, next week's tournament. Um, Christian, since you are back for the first time off of assignment, we will let you start with your closing thoughts, and then we will head over to you, Alan, so that way I can finish since I got to actually think of something since I was one of <laughs> uh, My closing thoughts for the week are um, – you know, obviously continue to follow us on all social media accounts. You know, we greatly appreciate you guys' feedback on any way we can get better in the future um, because your feedback is very important to us. Um, you know, continue to follow us on this great journey. As I'm always, I, I always mention, there's a lot of great things here coming in 2021. Um, and we hope that you guys are going to be able to be there for us and, and, and continue following us on this amazing journey. Um, but, you know, obviously, hope Ricky can pick it up. You know, I'd love to see him at Augusta, but... I guess we're just going to have to wait another week until the WGC. If he can, is he even playing in the WGC? I don't even know if he is or not, but if he is, hopefully he plays well. I don't think he is or not, but you know, hopefully that comment from Faldo kind of picked him up a little bit. So those are my closing thoughts. I'll see you guys on our Thursday show and we can go from there. My closing thoughts are real simple. Kent Woolsox. I mentioned him earlier as one of our sponsors for our golf talk live winter tournament series. They are also our product of the month for March, and there is good reason because there is no finer pair of golf socks, or maybe for that matter, socks, that I've ever worn. They are absolutely the best thing I've ever put on my feet, 
and please support them at kentwold.com. Also, social media, Golf Talk Live, Instagram. We've got a couple of really cool product of the months coming up again uh, soon. And uh, that all that's all I got. My, my class is empty. My closing thoughts are it's good to have Christian back. It was uh, getting a little, I'm not going to say boring, but uh, a little tiresome getting to just chat with you. I'm the life for, of the party. For, for just rambling on for an hour or so. But uh, it's good to have Christian back. Uh, looking forward to the WGC. Uh, got a little match play, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's always eating a little bit interesting. Um, as far as everything else, again, congratulations to our Tournament of Champions winners. Um, congratulations to Matt Jones on the tournament winner this week. And uh, we will look ahead next week, like I've said, on Thursday's show to the WGC where we have some interesting golf to be played. So uh, thank you guys all for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Alan, would you like to officially close us out now that we have our third amigo back in the room? Hey, Christian, hit it long and straight because – it beats sure and crooked. There you go.